You are listening to Inspired Radio. Hi, this is Carrie Honey with Inspired Radio. Thank you for joining me. There are many theories that explain why we dream, although one aspect continues to present us with a mystery. What is it that guides our dreams? Those like myself who spend years working with clients through dream analysis will agree that dreams are funded by a sense of awareness that transcends the understanding of the dreamer. I used to spend a lot of time listening to clients attempt to describe their issue. Their ideas rambled in circles until we looked at the dream. In just one paragraph, their dream described the issue and resolution clearly. When I moved my business to a strictly online platform where one sends only their dreams, it made my work a lot easier. I am able to help someone on their life path without needing to know anything about them. What I witness is that some part of the dreamer's psyche dishes up the perfect parable for their current condition. When I interpret it back to them, it always resonates and they are blown away that I can know what is going on in their life. The dream condenses and captures all nuances of their situation. It uses cryptic clues that reveal how to transform a sense of feeling stuck into the comfort that comes from knowing one is guided somehow. How is it that an aspect of the psyche seems to know us better than we know ourselves? If we can have this awareness through our dreams, why is this information not available or made clear to us while we are awake? When I first began interpreting dreams, there wasn't much information available on the subject. The ancient texts like the Zohar stated that if a person failed to have a dream for seven days, it's because they are consumed by selfish desires. It said, be warned, one's negative deeds far outweigh positive deeds. But nature is not about judgment. It's about resolution and change. When I first began doing this work, I intuitively knew there was more to dreams than a cookbook recipe of wives' tales. Today we know that everyone dreams nightly. REM sleep proves it. In tests conducted on sleep disorders, we have discovered that impairing REM sleep can lead to psychosis and even death. You may not remember your dreams, but you are dreaming nightly. Another interesting aspect to dream interpretation is that it is viewed as some type of hocus-pocus divination. In fact, if I lived during the time of the witch hunts, witch hunts <laughs> I probably wouldn't be alive today to share my knowledge about dreams. Those entrenched in religious dogma would have tied me to a stake and set it afire. I might have grabbed a Bible and waved at them in a last attempt to live. I would have pointed to the book of Job. The mob grows quiet while I read aloud from chapter 23. For Yahweh speaks in one way and in two ways, though people do not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on mortals, while they slumber in their beds, then their ears are opened. I might have had a few third-degree burns, but perhaps I would have gained an audience. Today we know that the stories of the Bible trace back to even older stories, perhaps the original archetypes of the collective unconscious. Our appreciation of the complexity and purpose of nature has grounded our spiritual perspective in more tangible ideas that can be applied to daily life. Nature is blind to obstacles, except in how it tears them down. It is on a relentless pursuit of a better way. We, on the other hand, develop static ideas that can thwart our growth, therefore at odds to the way of nature. From a scientific perspective, we know that dreams behave like a sensory or digestive organ. They allow us to process and eliminate old thought patterns so that we can transcend the walls of our defense mechanisms. We know that we are learning through everyday experience. But when we get stuck, it is the dreamscape that can help us the most in finding our way through difficulty. Something inspires us with this omniscient vision that is not available to us by day. 
Sigmund Freud was the first modern thinker to delve into a more natural approach in understanding dreams. In the late 19th century, he had witnessed Joseph Brewer, a hypnotist, inducing and removing physical responses in people. After observing Brewer's work, Freud decided that there must be a powerful psychological factor in the creation of some symptoms. He formulated the idea of the unconscious and psychosomatic symptoms, which could manifest when mental processes were being withheld from conscious awareness. He observed how conflict that is repressed or left unresolved allowed energy to be diverted into bodily symptoms. Psychosomatic does not mean imaginary. It develops as a sympathetic or autonomous response to a psychological conflict. The work of Brewer inspired Freud's, Freud's idea of the unconscious, leading to his pioneering work in psychoanalysis and dream interpretation. By studying dreams as the messenger of unconscious information, he began to explore the repressed inner life of his patients. If we were to ask Freud what inspires our dreams, he would tell us that it is the id, or our uncivilized instinctual nature, seeking freedom from the bounds of conformity. Conformity, sorry. While Freud's interpretations centered around urges of the id, simply guiding us towards instant gratification, his student Carl Jung gave the unconscious guiding mechanism a more spiritual flavor that he called the self. He believed that the ego is just a tiny island in a vast sea of the unconscious. Through the process of individuation, the self realizes its existence and potential beyond just ego awareness. If we were to ask Carl Jung, he would tell us that the self is the purveyor of dreams. Hmm, so it's common knowledge that we have active parts of the mind that remain unconscious to us and dreams allow for its expression, but we see that it has an omniscient sense about our path. Why? What funds its perspective? Where does the self gain the information that guides the ego? In ancient Taoist philosophy, which observes the human journey in relation to nature, there's something called Tai, or Tao active in the individual. We can see this as the idea that a seed, or our DNA, hold a complete blueprint of our design. They would write, success is the pathway of self-completion, and its seed is already within you. When we compare ourselves to natural processes, we can appreciate how living things like flowers do have a type of self-consciousness. They bend this way or that to get sunshine, and the roots circumvent obstacles to get the water they need to survive. Self-consciousness may be nothing more than a survival mechanism. We think of plants as stationary, but when they procreate, their seeds are lifted on the wind, feather, or fur of passing animals, and their progeny are carried to distant places. They may not move like us, but they move nonetheless. But the natural world appears more instinctual. We, on the other hand, seem to place judgment in front of instinct. So both Freud and Jung described how when we sleep, we are more instinctual. This may give us unimpeded access to the blueprint of our design. Jung would call this blueprint the path to individuation. Since I interpret the nightly adventures of people all over the world, I receive emails about out-of-body experiences. The difference between a dream and this type of experience is that A, the person will swear they are awake and describe a tunnel sensation much like a near-death experience, and B, they experience being disconnected from their body or see it sleeping below on the bed. They traverse strange realms and have a sense that some type of guide is nearby. In this state, they can know all they want to know just by asking. Some even connect with what appears to be the astral or emotional vibration or bodies of people alive on the earth. These entities or people they connect with don't appear to have any cognizant reasoning sense about them 
just raw emotion. They also experience the power to change what they are experiencing through thought alone. They are aware of having sensory apparatus, but a type of perception that makes colors and dimensions more intense. We might wonder if flowers dream or if they have the non-localized awareness of being out of body. In the case of the dandelion, its little seed of procreation floats away holding the DNA of every dandelion that came before it. But it will be different because its journey will be different. We have many opportunities for differences because we are the offspring of converging lines. Our chromosomes have the combined genetic information of both of our parents, and we present nature with something new. Circumstances like the soil and weather shape the plant's growth. It is when we take our dreams back to the realm of our daily lives that we can understand how they are teaching us. We meet a rock and bang our head against it as if our instincts are no longer working. Innovative solutions are what dreams appear to offer. We couldn't imagine plants having any type of judgments or preconceptions that we would require dreaming as a means to break on through to the other side. All species have refined characteristics that aid their survival, and the mind of humans may be both a gift and a curse. It is our instinctual thrust for survival that creates the defense mechanisms that come to block our growth. But it is our dreams that allow us to transcend our paradigm, to see our problems in an innovative way. It is interesting that when we are learning a new sport that requires coordination and we imagine ourselves doing it prior to sleep, we are able to achieve greater results when actually doing it the next day. We draw lines between actual experience and imagination, but self-awareness utilizes both faculties. It is the lines that we want to draw to separate in here from out there that have come to confuse us. Often we cannot change experience until we change our inner landscape of beliefs. Actual experience and dreaming both have the power to change us. Dog and, dogs and cats dream. We see dreams as the way a species accomplishes its goals. Sure, domestic animals may not be on what we would call a spiritual path, but they are learning more about whatever they are here to learn. We are all learning and changing because of our dreams. Even rats dream. Tests have shown that if they are learning something about running through a maze to get food by day, their monitored brain activity can actually reveal which part of the maze they are in while they are dreaming. Dreaming helps us to do better in life. We share an evolutionary path with all mammals, so this should come as no surprise. Carl Jung presented us with the idea of the collective unconscious. He believed that beyond the personal unconscious, there is a second psychic system of a collective, universal, and impersonal nature, which is identical in all individuals. It does not develop individually, but is inherited. Freud would call this aspect archaic remnants that could not be explained by personal experience and demonstrated an element of universal ideas. This makes me again think of the dandelion seed upon the wind or the inherited DNA that comes from our long line of relatives that connect us back to the beginning. We are born from a seed and manifest outward, but our connection to our ancestors is in our genes. It is within, and when we die, it is more likely to dissolve within rather than fly away into the cosmos. It also appears that we come from somewhere in here to surface and grow out there, but our connection to each other and to an otherworldly realm may not ever have been lost to us somewhere in here. When I am working with clients, I too witness the procession, usually in order, of archetypes which appear to lead the dreamer into a deeper sense of self-revelation. This happens whether I am working with an Islamic woman in Indonesia, a Buddhist grocer in San Diego, or agnostic artist in Spain. 
these archetypes to Jung proved to be evidence of some, in his words, communion with the some divine or world mind. Why should this seem unusual? Over 13 billion years ago, an extremely hot and dense universe exploded in a big bang, containing all the potential and energy that would recycle itself in our world today. Archetypes present the scaffolding for potential manifestation that can inspire our thematic transformation. Since the energy of our universe did not originate in this world, why might some part of us not be otherworldly? Whether Buddhist or Christian, there is the idea that we are all the offspring of one universal something. So when we look at the question, what guides our dreams, the only thing we can say with certainty is the unknown. Nature strives to explore its greatest potential. Life is not stagnant. It builds itself upon activated points of an electromagnetic field in a state of becoming. We too are ever-evolving. The universe thrives on the unknown as a prerequisite for change. Like the eternal moment preceding the Big Bang, beyond consciousness, the personal and collective unconscious, there may be only the timelessness that gives us access to our omniscient awareness. No past, present, and future, just the inspired vision of what already exists playing out in time. For more information on archetypes and dreams, pick up my book, The Mythology of Sleep at Amazon. You might also enjoy my Wheel of Destiny daily archetype app, available for iPhone and iPad. Until next time, thank you for listening to Inspired Radio. This has been a presentation of Inspired Radio.